0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Tricky Takes podcast presented by Phantom Sports. As always, we got your three hosts with us. I'm Billy, joined by Austin. What up? And Connor. How y'all doing? So today, guys, we are going to be wrapping up our MLB division by division preview, finishing off with the NL West. I know we're pretty excited about this one. A lot of good stuff to talk about. Um, So, yeah, we are going to get right into it. Connor, you want to lead us off? We're going to start bottom to top from last year. So, obviously, starting off with the Rockies, if you haven't been listening to this series a little bit. um, Going to go through some subtractions and additions that they had this offseason. So, Connor, why don't you go ahead and lead us off?
1: Billy, I would love to lead us off. Uh, First up, uh, again, with the names, going to mess a few up. Here we go. Uh, The Rockies lost. <coughs> <coughs> Jose Iglesias, Carlos Estevez, Garrett Hampson, Connor Joe, and Sam Hilliard. Uh, Jose Iglesias is definitely a, a big name there that they lost. Then they added Jurixson Profar, Mike Mustakis, Brad Hand, Pierce Johnson, Nolan Jones, and Brent Suter. So uh, a lot of additions there. Some pretty decent bullpen pieces. Really like the addition of Brad Hand and Mike Moustakis. Uh, but... I just don't see it all coming together for this team this year. (coughs) They were at the bottom of the division last year. I don't think that any of the guys that they added are going to make that much of a difference. But, I mean, just losing an arm like Jose Iglesias is going to be real rough for this team that really needs uh, some help in the bullpen, in my opinion. I just... I don't know. I don't have them winning very many more than like 65 games, 68 games.
2: Yeah, um, I'm right there with you in terms of like record, Um, maybe a little bit higher. Uh, I've got their minimum at 64, their maximum at 73. Um, So so pretty solid there uh, towards the bottom of of the National League.
1: Excellent talent. Excellent ability to just step right up and make a huge impact on this roster. Yeah, uh, he's my pick as well.
2: Um, Again, not going to harp on the defense. What I do want to harp on is his uh, walk rate in the minors was really bad. Uh, He's got good bat-to-ball skills, I think, but he just has really poor plate discipline and uh, that's going to hurt his overall value because if he was able to walk even you know at a 9% clip or something like that i think he would be just an overall plus player at shortstop mostly because the defense but um when you strike out as much as he does uh, or or did in a small sample last year um and and you know don't walk ever that that's kind of a tough recipe so He's still super young. He'll be 21 this year. He's got plenty of time to develop. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do, potentially. Um, and then uh, I guess let's keep it going with the, the player awards. Uh, MVP. There's not a whole lot to talk about in in terms of the, the MVP discussion. Uh, for me, it is going to be Chris Bryant. He's their best player uh plain and simple when he's healthy and playing in his caliber. He's won an MVP before. And I-, I could definitely see him maybe not returning to peak form, but uh you saw last year when he was healthy, he was a good player. I-, I expect him to put up some some well above average numbers. And with a team that's uh you know got a roster as bleak as theirs, there's not many places you can look And I think he's going to be one of the very few bright spots.
0: Yeah, it was for me, it was hard to not pick Chris Bryant. Uh, You know, he did have a good full year. Last time we saw him, you know, majority, majority, fully healthy in San Francisco. And, you know, we all know what he did with the Cubs. I'm actually going a different direction. I'm going to go with CJ Crone, who was really this team's MVP last year. He's got a ton of power, 30 home runs last year probably push 40 pretty easily especially in course 100 ribbies he does strike out a ton uh but if they can get some guys on base ahead of him he's going to drive in a lot of runs I could see him going for 100 again this year uh but he is also probably their one of their most likely trade candidates as well uh I would think so if he sticks with the team the whole year I think he's got a really good shot to be their mobile player again mm-hmm.
1: Austin, I'm it's almost impossible not to pick Chris Bryant on this roster. And especially with how he's looked in spring training. I mean, it seems like the pop might be back. I think he can not quite get all the way back to MVP caliber form for the league, but uh definitely make a, a good showing and like you said, just be a lone bright spot for this roster.
2: All right. And uh now on to the most fun discussion probably in this whole division, is the Colorado Rockies Cy Young Award winner. I will let y'all two go first for this one.
1: I'll take this first. Uh, I got to go with German Marquez. He's been a solid pitcher, uh, a little bit of a down season. He did have a 4.95 ERA last year, but so far in spring training, he's looked great. Everything's working well for him. I mean, four games, uh, .53 ERA, and 20 strikeouts in only 17 innings. I mean, very small sample size, but exactly what you want from, you know, one of your veteran guys has been out there, and he's done it before. So you really like to see uh, if he can keep that up over the whole season.
0: Uh, I am going with Antonio Sensatella. Uh, for reasons that escape me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be different. I kind of expected some of the other picks that we would see. Um, so yeah.
2: I like it. <laughs> uh, I am also going with uh, an interesting pick, a different one than you might expect. Um, I'm going with Daniel Bard, who is their closer. And it's tough to pick him but when Yerman Marquez is your best starter, um I look for the the best reliever. And uh, Daniel Bart's really a good one. He is older. I think he's 38 this year. Um, but I mean if you look at what he did last year, a 179 ERA in 60 plus innings, that's really impressive stuff. And um, you know, his you know, his X numbers aren't as good as his you know standard numbers you know, the expected stuff but uh that happens to a lot of players in cores. so i think um i think he will uh have a, another good year as uh the the back end of their bullpen and uh yeah I, I, please just don't make me pick anyone from the starting rotation
0: yeah
1: it's a rough All rotation right.
0: so uh last question we want to talk about the rockies probably the last time we'll talk about them on this podcast until we do this next year uh buyers or sellers of the trade deadline i've already kind of hinted at it i think they're clear sellers i mean they're not going to be in any position to be making any splashing moves so uh that's where i stand with it and uh i kind of feel like you guys might might fall in line with that
1: yeah it's hard not to agree with that bill yeah, and uh, you
2: already mentioned C.J. Cron as a trade candidate. I totally agree. A couple others who I would not be surprised if they were traded. Randall Gritchick, Charlie Blackman, and uh, Jerickson Profar are all, uh, I believe, on the last year or have one-year contracts. Yeah, I, I expect those guys to be gone by the end of the season or at least a couple of them. So uh, let's move on to the Diamondbacks, who... Are pretty good. Like I feel like they're one of the more underrated teams heading into the year. Uh their offseason was fairly interesting. They lost Jordan Luplo, Ian Kennedy, Dalton varsho and Cooper Hummel. Uh, but they did end up adding Andrew chafin Evan Longoria, Miguel Castro, Diego Castillo, Gabriel Montero, Kyle Lewis, and Lourdes Guriel Jr. Guriel coming from that. Uh trade in which they sent away Dalton Varsho. Uh, I like the team. I really do. Uh, They got a, a few guys. I really like Diego Castillo out of the pin. I think he's a guy, Kyle Lewis, former rookie of the year. Granted, it was the shortened t- uh 2020 season, but uh, I think he can play. Uh, Gurriel's a hit machine. Uh, I, I've seen him taking some uh, reps at first, so he might be out there a little bit. Um. Longoria, a good you know veteran on the team. I just overall like their off season. Although I do think Varsho was a really good player, and I'm I'm a little bit sad that he's not there anymore. Um, for record predictions, I've got them somewhere between seventy five and eighty four. I think they have a chance
1: to go above five hundred if everything clicks for them. Austin, I I've actually got them a little bit lower than that on the low end but the same exact spot i've got them between 70 and 84 just because i i do really like this team like you said this roster is is great top to bottom uh really a sleeper team to to make a you know potential wild card push but with the other teams that we're going to get into here later i just don't know that they're going to be able to take them over and potentially go 500
0: uh- yeah, I'm kind of right in the middle of you guys. I've got them between 73 and 81 wins. I think this team might be just a step or two away from really making a push for, you know, the second spot in this division. Uh, right now, I still think, you know, they're one of the third or fourth teams in this division and probably a year or two away from being a real threat in the NL. So I've got them, you know, that's 73 to uh to 81 win range. And uh I do think I like you guys said, I really like their offseason. I love the roster. Uh, I just think they're very young. And uh the pitching staff concerns me a little bit. But other than that, um I love where the offense and defense is.
2: Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of uh Beryl Kelly, who I gave that nickname, uh watching him in the the World Baseball Classic just give out, you know, knock after knock, just getting barreled. So uh Let's talk about our Cy Young pick. It's a pretty easy one, so we'll scoot through. It is Zach Gallon. Does anyone oppose? Negative. Nay. Okay, that's what I figured. Uh, The MVP talk is a little more um, in-depth, I guess. It's a little little more of a discussion, I should say. Uh, For me, it is Christian Walker, who is a prolific power bat. Um, did he go for 40 last year? I think he might have been just shy yeah, he shy. was, like
0: 38 yeah, he was just shy of it
2: he was just shy of it last year. you know, I'm not gonna project him to hit 40 bombs, but if he comes out and do and does it, that's you know definitely in his realm of possibilities um and uh, really a, a lust defender at first base too you might not think of Christian Walker uh you know for the glove, but he's got a real good one. So uh, I really like him as a player. I'm expecting big things from him.
0: Yeah, he's an athlete over there. Doesn't steal a ton of bases though. But if you guys could uh, guess how old Christian Walker is, what would you say? His birthday uh, was actually yesterday. Oh, really? Twenty six. Uh, Twenty eight. He's thirty two. Wow. Really? So late, late bloomer. Uh, he hasn't been up in the bigs. You know, was. I don't know how many years he's been up, but it hasn't been very many.
2: Probably three or four. But yes. Yeah,
0: Late Bloomer, uh, but, yeah, like you said, Austin, pure power. I mean, 36 bombs last year. He had 242, um, but that, you know, comes with the power. But he was plus 800 OPS last year. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of guys that get on base ahead of him, so he's going to have a lot of chances to drive in a lot of runs, and that's going to be his biggest contribution to the team this year. So, Um, I I, I agree. I got Christian Walker.
1: (laughs) I was close, but for the sake of being different, I am going to go with uh, Kettle Marte. I just I really like what he's shown so far in spring training this year. I think that we could see a lot closer to what he did in 2019 with this team. Coming out so far this season, uh, just put together a solid plate appearance, a couple of plate appearances. Power looks like it might be coming back a little bit to what it was then. Uh, I, I don't think he'll quite reach that 30 home run mark like he did then, but I think we can see him up closer to that. You know, 2025, 20, uh, as well as getting the average up a little bit from where it was last year, as well as all the strides he seemed to have uh, made over at second base and just improving the agility, making some better reads on the balls. So I'm going to go with him for the sake of difference. Fair. Nice to have a little uh, diversity. Yeah, uh, I
2: looked it up. Uh, Christian Walker was drafted in 2012 by the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, I had no idea he was that old. Uh, but yeah, uh, I do like Tomarte as well. I think that's another solid pick. I think there's a few guys who could have been picked. Uh, I mentioned Guriel, you know, who has uh, a real good bat. Um, and then there's this guy, uh, who just got the bag. Uh, let me pull up his stats just to read them out, and then, <laughs> uh, we could admire the absolute bag he was given. Uh, his career statistics, 32 games played, 115 played appearances, four home runs, a 260 batting average, a 330 on-base percentage, and uh, a one, 1. 1.4 career war. He just signed an eight-year deal worth um, eight years, 111. I'm seeing it. He's just got eight years, $111 million after putting up that stat line and his uh, you know, first handful of games, his first cup of tea up in the big leagues. He's still technically a rookie this year, and so uh, I'm assuming he's all of our picks for rookie of the the, <laughs> the year for them. He 100% is mine.
0: I'm going Drew jumping John- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then uh, are y'all buying or, or selling for uh, the Diamondbacks uh, come trade deadline?
1: I can see they're really in a position to buy. I mean, I I like what they've done with the roster. Like we've all kind of mentioned, they're a sleeper pick to be 500, make a wild card push. They're going to be in a spot where they're in the hunt at some point this season. I think some of the other teams like I've mentioned are going to pull away, but these guys are going to be right there in the thick of it. And they're going to be in a position where they're going to need to add some pieces to make themselves feel better about a potential push.
0: Uh, I still possibly see them being a year away, like I said earlier. Um, their farm system is stacked though, so I could see them being buyers. Um, right now I think they're probably sellers. Get some of the guys that you know are going to be replaced uh next year or so off the roster and get something returned for them, while you can. I mean. I don't think this is their quite their year. I really like the team, but I think they're just outside looking at it. So I got them as sellers.
2: Uh I agree with you, Connor. I I've got them uh as full buyers. I really like pretty much every aspect of their team. I I, I don't see them as a, a bottom dweller anymore. I think they're ready to go out and get the final piece or two they need, whether it be most likely, you know, another starting pitcher. Someone in the bullpen, or I really think they have a, a weak spot at shortstop with Nick Ahmed. Um, I could see them going out and getting maybe another shortstop if if Ahmed's having a bad season. But I, I would really prefer them to to shore up their uh pitching depth, both starting and bullpen. So, Javi Baez
0: in the desert.
2: Javi could be fun out there. <laughs> yeah, if, if Javi would Detroit's, be very fun to watch. I, I, I would love that. Um, and I wanted to shout out uh Gabriel Montero or Mar- Gabriel Moreno, their other like stud rookie who's a catcher. Um, he's got incredible bat to ball skills. Going to be one of the be- better hitting catchers in the league in a few years, I think. Doesn't quite have the pop, um, but but bat to ball skills, he's um, up there amongst the best at, at the catcher position.
1: And. Real quick to piggyback off that, because Carson Kelly broke his forearm, he's going to be getting a lot of the starting reps to begin the season.
2: Well, correct. Yeah. And I, I think we're going to get a good look at him. And I think he will likely, you know, have, take a good share of that workload, although Carson Kelly is a, a pretty good catcher back there, too. So. um, I guess let's move on to last year's third place finisher, San Francisco. Oh, Billy why don't to give us a rundown of their offseason.
0: Yeah, so the Giants uh, lost a big piece in in Carlos Rodon, friend of the program, as we all know. Yes. Uh, Evan Longoria, the veteran, Shelby Miller, Brandon Belt, who's been a staple there for a long time, Jarlin Garcia, and then Tommy LaStella, so a little flex piece there. They did add Luke Jackson, big game Luke, uh, as Braves fans know him. Not really. uh, (laughs) But uh, Taylor Rodgers, Michael Conforto, Ross Stripling, Sean and Mitch Hanniger. so – I think that's probably a net positive based on, uh, you know, losing Carlos Rodon and then, you know, adding some pieces that can contribute. Um, what do you guys think about their off season?
2: I'm not the biggest fan of it, especially just because, you know, my close personal friend, Carlos Rodon's not there anymore. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be tough for them in the pitching department. All they do have – they still have, you know, a, a pretty solid um, starting rotation. I do really like the Michael Conforto ad for, for record, uh, by the way. I've got them very similar to the Giants, uh, or very similar to the Diamondbacks uh, with 74 minimum and 85 maximum. So as one lower and one higher. I just think them see them as a
1: little more range of outcomes for them the other two teams in this division are just so good. And I think it's going to be tough for them to steal away some games, but they are, they're going to hover right real close to that 500 mark where they were last season. And I, I think that, I, I mean, I've got them personally at 76 and 84. It is tough seeing Rodon go just because he is one of the best pitchers in the league right now, but you've got to be happy with what they did add in a uh, Menea to that, to shore up that bullpen or that rotation.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we're all kind of in the same boat here. I've got them between 75 and 82. Right around that 500 mark, uh, probably a little under what they came in last year. Losing Carlos Rodon is a big loss for them. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's a tough division, though, also. So, we'll see kind of what happens here. So, but, Billy. Yeah, go ahead, Carl. Who you got for rookie of the year? I was just about to enter that. Uh, So, losing Rodon, left-hander, what do you need to replace him? Another top left-hander. Kyle Harrison, baby, one of the top prospects in the game, nearly a 40% K rate and almost 15 Ks per nine. Uh, That's really all you need to say about this dude. He's got nasty stuff, and uh, I think he comes up and takes the role of Carlos Rodon and solidifies probably the number two spot in their rotation by the year, end of the year, uh right behind Logan Webb.
1: Yeah, not not even close for me as well. I mean, really the best left-handed pitching prospect in the league right now. Like I said, 14.8 Ks per nine is just absurd. And he's, I mean, got a good fastball and a really nasty slider that's in the, you know, mid-80s. So really nice pitch grouping that he's got there. And, you know, got to add that lefty arm after losing Rodon.
2: Okay, it is. This is the toughest one for me that I think we've had to do. The their farm system right now is just smack full of top guys that are like ready right now to play in in the MLB. Uh, I've got three more names I'm going to mention since y'all named a couple. The first one is uh Blake Sable or Sable. He is uh, another guy like you know similar to Dar- Dalton Varsho. He can play catcher, or you can throw him out in the outfield. It doesn't matter. Uh, he doesn't have the speed that Varsho has, uh, but he, you know, is really good uh, defensively behind the dish and can hit really well. So, you know, he might see that versatility out there in the outfield too. Pretty good pop. Um, really good numbers in AAA last year uh, with a 157 WRC plus. So, I really like him. Then we'll move on to the next guy, Bryce Johnson, who led all of spring training in steals. This dude can absolutely fly, and he's got really good in- instincts, uh, and he has a shot to be. I think I'm not sure if he made their opening day roster. I, I know a lot of people were predicting him to, um, simply because of his speed and uh, you know his defensive capabilities out in the outfield, uh, and and not a horrible hitter as well. Like when you look at what he did. Um, you know, and then the Myers, he's right around, you know, an average hitter. Uh, and then the last guy I'll mention is Casey Schmidt, who is probably my favorite out of these three guys. Uh, I mean, one of the best defensive third basemen uh, in baseball. The first minute he gets called up, he's, uh, you know, up there amongst uh, the best defensively at third. He's absolutely superb. Cannon for an arm, really good range. Uh, and he he hits too. Um, you know more of a power guy than a contact guy but when you've got that combination of power and defensive capabilities at third base you're gonna get you know some pretty lofty comps to you know guys like Machado and Arenado and I don't want to start you know I don't want to say he's either of those guys but uh, top end potential to be you know name mentioned amongst those guys so I it's it's impossible just to
1: to mention one for me when when you look at this team. So awesome! The only one of those guys that actually made the opening day roster is Blake Sable, so he he did really? make okay.
2: it. Yeah, but I, I think those other two guys will will likely see time this year. I, I almost guaranteed uh, Schmidt, you know, because their third base position is one of their weaker positions, and uh, Johnson because he can absolutely
1: fly in the outfield. It's. Tough. Uh, I mean, like we keep talking about a lot of good pieces. But I think I am going to have to go with Mitch Haniger. Uh, I really like this addition that they brought on. Not his best season last year, but I think that, you know, kind of the new start for him. He is 32, so getting up there a little bit, but I think he can make a great impact on this team. Uh, I do expect his home run total to rise a little bit. Had kind of a down year last year. I think he missed quite a bit of time, too. So, coming back, having a full season healthy, uh, just looking to to make that big impact right there in the middle of the lineup. I think that he's going to be their, their best guy.
0: I'm going to go with a little bit of an off-the-radar pick. Uh, I'm going to go on Tyro Estrada. He's above-average fielder. Uh, hits 106 WRC plus 2.7 war last year. He does have a little bit of a strikeout problem, but he has brought it down a ton since he first entered the league. He was striking out around 20%. When he first entered, he's down to about 16, 15 and a half percent now walking about six to 7% clip. So not terrible. Um, but I watched him a lot last year. I actually had him on the fantasy team and he was a solid piece for me. And, uh, not a ton of power, only 14 bombs last year, 62 RBIs. Um, but he also stole 21 bases. So he can he can make it happen on the base paths once he gets on. He hit 260 last year, he hit 273 the year before. So if he can hover around that 270 range, steal 20 bags, hit 15 bombs, you know, and, and play solid defense. I think that probably gets it done for this team. I think he's a he's a really solid piece and and one of the the main options they have offensively.
2: Uh, for this this ball club this year for me it's a guy I mentioned earlier in Michael Conforto uh, he's still very young only 30 years old this year um, if you go back and look at what he did in 2018 through 2020 that three-year stretch he was shaping up even if you go back to 2017 which was only 109 games for him um so if you count 2017 through 2020 that's a solid four year stretch of looking like one of the better outfielders in baseball, uh, especially offensively, a 13 percent walk rate in three or better in three of those four years. So has a really good eye um his average you know is is not really what you're <laughs> expecting out of him you're looking for him to to walk. And then you're looking for him to hit the ball out of the ballpark. He had 33 home runs, 28, and 27 in the full three full seasons there, and then nine in the shortened uh, 2020 season. So he's got plenty of pop. You know, got the bay out there. He's a left left-handed hitter. I expect him to park quite a few balls in that San Francisco bay there.
1: I like it. I like when we all have uh, some different picks there. But uh, moving on, I think that this Cy Young pick, uh, very easy for me. Uh, I've got to give it to Logan Webb, who is always a a lot younger than I always think he is. It just feels like he's been around forever, but absolutely nasty slider. He had 163 Ks last year, and he he looks to lead that rotation, which I think they're projecting as a six-man rotation right now. So he'll be the main guy. I think, like Billy and I both said, Kyle Harrison is going to step in and uh, come into that number two spot. But for this season, Logan Webb is going to lead this rotation.
0: I also like Logan Webb. He didn't have his best year last year. Uh, But kind of like you said, only 26. He's only been in the league, I think, three years now. And uh, we've seen what he can do. He can be dominant. We all remember that postseason game against the Dodgers, or he shut them out, basically. But, yeah, he was right around a three-fip uh, FIP last year and seven and a half Ks per nine. So, you'd like to see a little more, you know, strikeouts out of him. Uh, but I think he's the best option when you look at this starting rotation, and uh, he's the most likely candidate to be there, Cy Young. All right, so I am going a different direction uh, I'm gonna go with Alex Cobb,
2: who is uh unlike Logan Webb. I, mean, I guess you can call what Logan Webb a veteran now. He's been in the league long enough, but Alex Cobb is in every sense of the word a veteran. Been around uh for a long time. Uh, last year was his first year in uh, the Bay Area though, and had a really good year. Um, over nine K, uh Ks per nine. You know, uh, sitting at ninety-five as average fastball velocity, which was. Uh, over two mile an hour ticks <laughs> two over two ticks faster than his uh, career high, which was, you know, the year pr- prior. So at 34, he was pumping it. He had a 3.7 war last year with a uh, two eight FIP and um, a 3.15 expected ERA, xERA. So uh, really good rates uh, stats from across the board. Uh, 150 innings, so if he could bump that up to like 165 innings or something like that, I, I think he'll be even more impressive than Logan Webb this year simply because, A, they're very similar quality pitchers, and Logan Webb is losing the shift. And Logan Webb is probably the single best ground ball pitcher in baseball, and for him to be losing the shift I think will hurt his stats significantly. I think that's something that a lot of people are overlooking when they're looking at guys like him. Or Pablo Lopez, who are just these ground ball machines, they don't get the shift anymore. So you might start to see those ground ball pitchers lose a little bit of their effectiveness. So that's why I'm going, Alex Cobb.
0: It's a good pick. I like that. Um uh, so when it comes to trade deadline talk for this team. It's kind of tough because they're it's tough to judge which direction they're really going right now. Um, what do you guys see this team, the San Francisco Giants, as a trade deadline, buyers or sellers?
1: I actually don't really see them doing much of either. I really like this lineup and what they've done. Maybe if the right piece comes, but I want them to hold because like we've mentioned, they have such a deep farm system right now at the top end. I don't think they're really going to need to bring in anybody and potentially have to you know, get rid of any of those guys or trade them away. I think that they're set up in a good spot where, you know, they might not make it super far this year, but in the coming years with the core pieces that they have around them, I I like their chances. And I think that they should hold. I do have them as sellers. I
2: expect this year uh, to be a, a down step from last year. They do have a lot of young talent. I think they're all MLB ready, but that doesn't mean they're going to be, you know, super effective in the MLB this year. I think they're looking at a window that is, uh, you know, two or three years away for their, you know, full breakout. Um, a couple guys who I think could, you know, move, be moved would be Alex Wood and Jock Peterson. Uh, I also think Brandon Crawford might be moved, but that's a little harder of a sell since he's, you know, been there for so long. You know, originally drafted by the Giants back in like 2008 or something like that, and then was a part of their, you know, run through, uh, the national or through all of baseball, you know, when they went on the, that world series run from 10 to 14. So uh, he's tougher to move, but you know, he's 35 years old. I don't, he's definitely not a part of their future. So, uh, I could see him being moved potentially if, if they're ready to.
0: Yeah. I also have them as sellers, uh, like I kind of agree with the Austin, you know the window that they had is now obviously closed. Yeah, I just think they need to find a new identity right now because they've stuck with one for so long, and now that's finally coming to an end. You know we've seen Brandon Belt leave, Mad Bum is gone, Buster Posey's retired, Brandon Crawford's really like the last guy stay. So uh, they need to reset. So, uh, they will be sellers. Um, but real quick, breaking news from our boy Jeff Passan. A deal is in place between the minor league players and the MLBPA and the major league in Major League Baseball. First collective bargaining agreement for minor leaguers, five years and includes at least two times pay at all levels of the minors. So that's pretty big news. Shout out to all the minor leaguers. That's pretty exciting and yeah, groundbreaking. We, we know
2: we know a handful. Yeah, so. we do
0: know a handful of minor leaguers. So now we are going to uh, ask them for donations. Yeah. To the pod, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah that that is big news. Uh, super happy for you know minor leaguers. They really do not get paid livable wages, especially you know up through double A, AA, even triple A though. Really, um, and uh, they're all you know trying to live a dream. A lot of them, you know, fresh out of high school, even or came on a boat from Cuba, or what have you. Um, and so, uh, really glad that they're going to see. Um, some improvements and quality of life improvements in the miners. That's really good. Um, we already have some uh, some real fun though. <laughs> we're about wah, to wah, kick, wah, wah. we're about to kick off with one of the most exciting off seasons um, that anyone really had, um, and I, I'll I'll take the honors if if you guys don't mind. Uh, but the Padres, they were the second place finisher last year. We'll see if we think that happens again this year later towards the end of the pod, but uh, I'll go ahead and go run over this off season. They had Brandon jury Jerkson Profire, Josh Bell, Shamaniah Will Myers, Jorge Alfaro, Mike Clevenger, and Pierce Johnson all gone. And uh, you know, there, there are some names there, but uh, when you look at the, the guy they brought in, in, uh Xander Bogarts, that, you know, makes all the hurt go away. Um, signed an absolutely massive deal over a decade uh and then you look at the the other pieces uh a couple of veterans to minor league deals who i wanted to shout out we haven't really spoken about any of the, the vets on minor league deals but they got a couple really interesting ones julio Turan, who was a, a long time brave you know stuck with the braves through their rebuilding years and then uh best right hook in baseball Rudy odor and uh, a formerly a former really good left hook uh you know off the mound cole hamill's uh, So I really like those guys, you know, just the minor league deals. We'll see if any of them even, you know, get any playing time. Odor might. And then Michael Walker, Nelson Cruz, another veteran, but he's on a a major league deal. Uh, Adam Engel. I really like this one. Brent Honeywell Jr., the screwballer. Uh, Really excited to see what he can do. Uh, Matt Carpenter and Seth Lugo are the last names there. So a really, really interesting offseason for them. A super fun one. Uh, I I am buying all the Padres hype. I am amongst the front in the uh the train. Uh, Call me the conductor of the the Padres hype train. Uh, my min and max for them is ninety five and one hundred
1: five. Awesome. I'm I'm bought in completely. It helps that they got Xander, uh, who's been one of my favorite players to watch ever since he came to the league. Seen so many of his games, even got a chance to watch him at Fenway once, which is amazing. But just the addition of him makes, like you said, all the hurt go away. And they have one of the best infields in baseball, if not the best. I mean, just Machado, Cronenworth, song Kim, and Xander. And you just, I don't see a weak spot there. Just truly love seeing it. And then you got to go to the outfield. I mean, they've got Juan Soto. Tatis will be back after he finishes his suspension and just a great lineup. And I'm, I'm right there. I am a little bit lower on the low end. I've got them hovering around 92 at the bottom, but I, I think that they could go as high as one Oh eight. Even, I mean, this is just a, a really great team and I'm very excited to watch them throughout the season.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I'm honestly, right about where you are, I'm at 94 and one Oh five. Uh, this team is loaded and Connor. I know you Mentioned the infield. What's crazy is the outfield might be better. (laughs) It might be uh, with the pieces that they have once chatis is back in full swing, and uh, that's just scary to think about. When you guys got when you got guys like Xander and Manny Machado, and you know Hasan Kim Cronenworth, baby, this team is just stacked top to bottom. Um,
2: let's go ahead and and talk about the the awards. I imagine we've got some different picks here. Who knows? We might have all gone the same route. Uh, let's do MVP first. Uh, Connor, start us, Connor, start us off with your MVP pick.
1: MVP for this team is really, really tough. Uh, I know I was talking big about their infield, but I think I've got to go with Juan Soto in the outfield as their MVP. I mean, I there's a lot of guys I don't think you can go wrong. I'm sure probably both y'all could have another pick in direction. But Juan Soto is just one of the most fun young guys to watch. I mean, he's only 24 last season, you know, 27 homers. Again, I don't think you can go wrong really with a lot of the picks that you could have for MVP for this team.
0: Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Juan Soto is probably the best left-handed hitter in the world. Uh and that includes Shohei Otani. But when he's healthy, man, he's a 35 homer guy. He got pr- one of the best eyes in the game. He walks he way more than he yeah. strikes out. And uh I think he'll return to MVP form this year. We considered last year a down year for him. Uh, and that's a really good year for a lot of guys. And for him to be only 24 and to be this good is just crazy. and He's been this good for a long time now. So, yeah, Juan Soto is, I think, the clear pick. I guess I wouldn't say the clear pick. There's some dudes on this team, but he's clear to me. Uh, Juan Soto is not my pick. Uh, I went with their, uh,
2: you know, MVP from last year, Manny Machado, who is uh, still a wizard defensively. It feels like he's been in the league for 10 years because, well, he has. He made his debut at age 19 back in 2012, Uh, you know, he played 51 games that season. But um, when you look at what he can bring to the table, both offensively and defensively, that's where I think he separates between these other guys. They have, you know, several mashers. Xander, Juan Soto, and Tatis are all superb at the plate. A few of those guys I would even put above Manny but um, Juan Soto and Tatis were actually grayed out a little negatively defensively. Xander used to grade out negatively defensively. He kind of came around the last couple of years, um, but well, it's still nowhere near Manny Machado's level uh, you know, defensively. So that's really what steps him uh, up, up above the other guys for me.
0: Yeah, like we said... Can't really go wrong. There's a lot of options here. Yeah. Um. There's a few options at the at the next spot we're going to talk about too. Uh, the Cy Young discussion for this team. They got a couple guys that would be aces on a lot of teams. Uh, even a few in this division. <laughs> so, uh, Austin, who is uh, your pick for Cy Young this year? For the um,
2: Yeah, I'm going with a former Cy Young Award winner, which there's two of on this team, uh, and that's Blake Snell. I think he's uh vastly underrated at this point in his career. Um, another guy who's still only 30 years old, um, but is still an extremely good pitcher, over 12k's per nine last year. He only threw 128 innings uh in each of his you know two seasons here in San Diego. But uh, you know, when you look back to his, you know, best season where he threw 180 innings. If he could put up the kind of numbers, or even you know, worse numbers um, than he did, you know, this year, last year, in uh, a season where he can throw close to 180 innings, I think he'll certainly be the best pitcher on this team and one of the best pitchers in all of baseball.
1: Awesome, I, I do really like that Blake Snell, but I've got to go with you, Darvish. He's just been up there at the top of the rotation for this team for the last two, three years now, he's been an ace on, or up there in the rotation with every team he's been on. I mean, 197 Ks and 194 innings last season. Strikeouts are becoming kind of the name of the game for starters. And that's exactly what you want from a guy. I mean, 30 games, you know, you're going to get your money's worth out of him. He's going to be there time in and time out. And you just can't take anything away from him. It. I mean, it looked great when pitching in the World Baseball Classic, too, Did not get much work in spring training. So, you know he's ready to go as well.
0: Both really good picks. Um, I'm going to go with Blake Snell. 2.8 FIP last year and a 32% K rate and a low 214 batting average against. I mean, the, the guy is still very effective. Uh, you know, I, th- I think a lot of people kind of thought his career – you know, was on the decline when he got pulled from the World Series uh, with the Rays. But he has, you know, kept his momentum going and uh, he does need to, you know, be available. But I think his stuff is just pretty nasty and pretty hard to hit, as evidenced by a 32% K rate. Uh, rookie of the year is a tough talk for this team because they don't really need anybody. Uh so Connor, who uh who's your rookie of the year prediction for uh this Padres team? I
1: uh, definitely going to mess up his first name but uh Iguay, Iguay Rosario, he's a an infielder, utility guy is what he would end up being because they don't need a you know set guy at any position in the infield. But uh, he seems to kind of have the best chance to break in and get some innings up in the bigs this season for this team. I don't really think they have a very great group of guys that are ready for the bigs right now. And he had a 2020 season in the AAA last year. So I think that he's got the kind of the best chance to come up and make an impact. And, you know, that's, that's my guy, but I just don't see any rookies really making a big impact on this team at all.
2: So I, I'm going to go with him. He's another lefty. They only only have, uh, you know Blake Snell, uh, and then Ryan Weathers is another guy who really wasn't that good when he uh, pitched last year. Uh, had a decent season in twenty one, but um, I think Groom might be a guy to give a shot simply because uh, he he has potential to be a really good player.
0: Yeah, I also kind of took a step back and look at what this team could you know really use, uh, and I just I love Rosario. I just couldn't. Find a spot where he would make sense really and make a big impact. Also, I also went with Jay Groom. Uh, he was drafted by Boston. And like you said, that's one of the things I put in my notes. Huge dude. Uh, I didn't put the beef part, but you know, he does <laughs> a lot of beef. You're right. <laughs> you know, last year was his first year up in triple A. And uh he performed pretty well. His best pitch is his curveball. So uh, I think Jay Groom has a has a good shot to be a, a piece that they actually rely on this year, and it's hard to find a position spot where you can pick a guy that you think will be relied on with this roster.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there anything left for these guys to buy come trade deadline? What are
1: your thoughts there? No, kind of like what I said with the Giants. They don't have a position that's open. I mean, even with their guys that are going to be on the bench, you've got people that you know you can throw in there, give your main guy a, a rest day, and still have some faith in them. So I, I don't think they're going to do much of anything come trade deadline. Uh, if they do, it'll be some very minor pieces, some bench guys, just to give them a little added depth.
0: You know, there's some names out there, because if a Brian Reynolds comes along, and you can upgrade over with him over Trent Grisham, I mean, you're doing that 100%. So uh, I think they're definitely going to be aggressive if the right piece comes along and it's going to be a big fish.
2: Yeah, the thought that you just put in my head of Brian Reynolds uh, being added onto this team is terrifying. I think maybe Austin Nola gets replaced. I don't know. I'm kind of with Connor and just I don't really see a need – um, when you look at their starting pitchers, you Darvish, Blake Snell, Java Joe's coming back at some point, Michael Waka, Seth Lugo, uh, Groom will probably get called up at some point. Nick Martinez, it, it, it's just a whole lot of guys. Uh, Nick Martinez is probably my least favorite out of, out of those names that just came up. Uh, and then they're, I'm, as I mentioned earlier, their bullpen, they've got you know two guys at the back end, maybe they go get another piece. It's never hurts to have too many guys in the bullpen, so. Um. Yeah, I expect them. They're definitely not selling. Um. You know, a team that's going to be in their position is going to buy. I just have don't have a clue. It's a, you know similar situation like the Braves are in, over in the NL East.
0: Well, that was fun. Uh, oh, that's fun. So moving on to the final team, uh, in the NL West, the reigning NL division, or NL West champions. That the, would
2: be... base, I mean, technically not the baseball champions, but the baseball regular, the 2022 regular season champions yeah, with 111 it. freaking wins.
0: 100, a whopping one hundred, Absolutely absurd. The Los Angeles baseball Dodgers. Uh, so going over what they did this offseason. They did lose a couple big pieces. Trey Turner, obviously, number one. Tyler Anderson, solid pitcher. Justin Turner, who's been a heart and soul of this this lineup for a long time. Cody Bellinger, former MVP. Andrew Haney, Craig Kimbrell, Joey Gallo, Edwin Rios, Kevin Pillar, Tommy Conley, and David Price. (laughs) David Price, man. Uh, They did add Alex Reyes, David Peralta, J.D. Martinez, Noah Syndergaard, Shelby Miller, and Miguel Rojas.
1: With a lot of teams... With all those pieces that you lost, you'd be saying, Oh, they're they're screwed, they sold out, you know, they pulled a Los Angeles Rams and just, you know, bought everyone for their Super Bowl, and now they're gonna have to rebuild and figure it out over the next couple of years. But this is the Dodgers, and they've got a ton of depth at each of those positions. I mean, some of them obviously are still downgrades. I mean, losing Trey Turner, I don't care who you get to replace him, is gonna be tough. But I mean, you just can't take away from all the pieces that I still have. I still have this uh, very close to where I have the Padres. between probably, you know, 94 and 104 wins. I mean, just a very good team bottom still. I don't know what to say. I mean, this team
2: lost so many pieces. This is going to be an absolutely horrific down year for the Dodgers after losing all these pieces. I mean, uh, I mean, reach out if you have any Dodgers fans and just let them know that you're there for them. I've got their win total between 90 and 100 wins. Truly really a horrible season for this team. <laughs> <laughs> it's absurd that they can lose <laughs> those men, those guys that they lost and then just be like, eh, we'll just go out and win yeah. 97 or whatever they're going to win this year. And
1: yeah, we'll still be close to triple-digit wins. Yeah. No yeah,
0: biggie. I've got them read right between 90 and 98 wins. Uh, yeah, it's crazy when, like you guys said, when they, you look at what they lost. and uh, I don't know. Part of the Dodgers. <laughs> so, yeah, that's <laughs> Uh But, yeah, moving on to uh, – what do you guys want to start with? Rookie of the Year, MVP, Cy Young. I
2: think Rookie of the Year is the most interesting discussion. You want to save that first or last?
0: Uh, let's go. Let's go first. Let's get it out of the way. Rookie of the year, Connor. Who are you picking here?
1: I've got to pick Miguel Vargas. I just, you know, he's a utility infielder. A lot of time spent at third base in the outfield, but he has made the opening day roster, and looks like he's going to be their starting second baseman. Did get a, a little bit of a taste of the majors last year, but you know, not really a great sample size, only 47 at bats. So he's gonna get that, you know, opportunity over there at second base. Didn't play a whole lot in spring training, but I mean, 304, 404, and 511 was a slash line in triple-A. 17 homers and 16 steals so you, you've got to like what you see from that and just being able to come in step up and make the roster for opening day is shows that this team has a lot of faith in him as in his young talent
2: yeah this this is similar to the giants they just have and it's it's this like this every single year for the dodgers their farm system is just absurd but they've just got a whole host of names who are ready to come up and play in the big leagues um, I will name my favorite one out of this one, uh, but I'm first going to just list, list out the names. Besides Miguel Vargas, there's Bobby Miller, who just throws absolute diesel fuel. Uh, Michael Bush, Ryan Pepwatt, and James Altman. And You, you might re- recognize Altman's name. He was called up for them last year and uh, played like, I don't know, five games or something like that. Um, so he, he's a guy who is definitely going to see some time up there. Uh, I would really love to see uh Bobby Miller up and and throwing for them anybody who uh played MLB will be the show twenty two will will know he's tough to hit um and then uh, Ryan Peo also uh did spend some time up in the the bigs uh last year. I think he had a little bit more than an um outman. I think he threw like thirty innings uh and put up really solid numbers in in those innings he threw so doesn't really matter uh, who you want to go with. I do agree, though, with you, I'm Connor. I'm going Mickey Vargas. I think he's just going to get a crack at the opening lineup day one since um, Gavin Lux tore his ACL. And so that's why I'm giving him the nod.
0: Yeah, Miguel Vargas definitely has the opportunity uh, that he needs to um, make a huge impact as a rookie. Uh, but just for the sake of being different, I'm actually gonna go with Bobby Miller because you look at this pitching staff as well. Clayton Kershaw's banged up, Bueller will miss the year. And then you've got guys like Julio Rios who, you know, certified stud. Dustin May, who's coming back from injury. Um Bobby Miller, he he split time last year between double A AA and triple A. Like Austin said, he's impossible to hit on we will be the show. I hated seeing him every time we would play. Uh but he does have a solid three-pitch mix. His fastball, like Austin said, diesel. His sliders wipe out, and his changeup is really solid too. Uh, so I think he's got a shot to to make an appearance this year and, and really dominate. Last year in A, he uh, pitched 91 innings, struck out 117, I believe, which is pretty wild. That's uh, just under 12 Ks per nine. Thirty three percent of the batters he faces.
2: Yeah, uh, I do like that pick. He, he will be fun when he makes it up there. A guy similar to like Dustin May, who just throws absolute heat, you know, yeah. down in the minors, and was going to come up and, and look real good as soon as he gets there. Uh, speaking of Dustin May, do any of y'all have him picked for your uh, Cy Young for them, or are y'all sticking with the uh, one of the tried and true guys
1: there? I I do not. Uh, and this is kind of a tough call, but I've got to go with Julio just because Kershaw's been kind of banged up. He's been missing some time the last couple seasons and like you said Billy Julio is a certified stud uh, just really great last couple seasons and just a great lefty arm. I mean 2.16 ERA last year in 31 games everything that you want a .96 whip which is just absurd. I mean, I've got to give him the knot And I'm only giving him the knot over Kershaw just because he has been banged up the last couple of years. Kershaw is still going to be that guy for them. But I think that Julio is just going to be a bit more effective throughout the entire season.
0: Yeah, I don't have Dustin May there. Uh, Connor, I'm, I'm with you. I got Julio Reyes, And, yeah, I mean, Julio Reyes just has – Really nasty stuff. And I think he can be an ace on a lot of teams throughout the league. So I got to go with Julio Urias.
2: Julio Urias, in my opinion, is the third best uh, pitcher on this team when you look at, like, a per-pitch, per-inning, maybe, basis. But uh, what he has gone out and done every single year uh, since he's been up uh, over the last several years is just – go out and throw innings. And uh, I love innings from a starting pitcher. Innings equals outs. The more innings you throw, the more outs you're getting, and uh, that's what you're paid to do is get outs. So it, it is Julio Arias for me, simply because he's going to throw 20 to 35 more innings than the next highest amount of guy, you know, the next highest innings amount on their team. And he's going to do a, a really good job while he's at it. it he's not, he's no slouch. He just goes up there and eats innings. He goes up there and pitches really, really well for close to 200 innings, I imagine, this year.
0: Yeah, he is 49 and 17 on his career with a 282 ERA. I mean, that's impressive. And he's only 26. Yeah. Super impressive guy. Now,
1: MVP, uh, I'm going to. Go with second-year guy from the Braves, uh, Freddie Freeman, who had probably one of the best seasons of his career. Could not have asked for a start with the Dodgers to go any better. I mean, led the league in hits, and he had a 325 batting average, his you know personal best. And it just doesn't look like he's going to slow down at all. I expect him to continue that pace and continue to just be in – absolute powerhouse over there holding down first base for this team.
2: Yeah, there are three former MVP winners uh on this team. Uh you picked one of them. Uh the other one is much past his prime or one of the other two is much past his prime, which uh just leaves Mookie Betts who at only you know, age 30 this year is still absolutely in his prime uh, went kind of crazy last year when you look at his his stats and like compare them to what he did. uh you know, in the past when he was, uh, you know, in Boston and having those crazy years in like sixteen and eighteen. um it's just as good if not even better, not better than eighteen. but it's it's on par with it and and better than, you know, his other dominant years. I don't know if he'll hit uh, 35 home runs again like he did last year, but, you know, go ahead and pencil him for 30 of those. He'll play some right field, probably want a gold glove there. He'll take some reps at second base, do really well there. Throw him out mountain center for a few games. Why not? He'll be great there. Um, His versatility defensively and not just versatility, but being really exceptional wherever he plays defensively. And then just being one of the best hitters in baseball again, I it is it is extremely tough to pick between Betts and and Freeman though, I, it's a it's a coin
0: toss. Yeah, I actually originally had Mookie Betts, uh, but switched it after doing some more research to uh, Freddie Freeman, three twenty five last year, drove in a hundred and an insane one fifty seven WRC plus. Uh he doesn't strike out a ton and he does play solid defense over at first as well. He's not a below average defender at first. So Freddie Freeman just the bat for me. Um you know hit if you hit 325, 315, 330 on the year, uh and driving a hundred runs, you gotta be the MVP for that team. And yeah. and uh last but not least, when we're talking about the Dodgers. Buyer or seller trade deadline talk. Uh Austin, what are you predicting the Dodgers to be? Um, like I said, it is a horrible down year for them, but
2: I there are going to, you know, be probably top two or three wild card. I mean, probably a top two wild card. I think no matter what where they are, they are going to be buying though. This team is not as dominant as the Padres, where you're saying there's nowhere that you can look. Uh, I think there's a glaring weakness when you look at their like up the middle, obviously Mickey Vargas is going to be playing second for them. We'll see how he does. If he doesn't pan out, uh, that could be a a place they go and look. But uh, when you look at Miguel Rojas, who, you know, is in his first year coming over from uh, Miami, who's, you know, he's 34 years old and really not a quality player anymore. And Trace Thompson, you know, brother of of Clay Thompson, uh, that's really his claim to fame. He, he's not 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 that good. Um, decent defensively, but he's also on the wrong side of thirty. Uh, I expect one of those two positions to get upgraded at some point in the season.
1: Another position I'd really like to see them upgrade is their bullpen. I mean, they've got some solid arms in there, but just no one that really stands out. And you say, Oh yeah, that's that's the guy I want. So I'd like to see them get another bullpen arm as well, potentially.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're definitely buyers. They they always are. And they're going to be in another spot to compete this year. And they got some bigger needs than they haven't had in the past. And so I think, you know, the biggest guy that comes available, they're going to be aggressive as long as it's not, you know, a first baseman catcher or, you know, a uh, right fielder. So, uh, I think they're going to be aggressive Uh, in a lot of different ways and definitely see them as buyers. So that wraps up our team-by-team breakdown. Now let's go through. Uh, Connor, give me your, your record predictions, starting from worst to first league. All right, so I, uh,
1: like I'm sure we all will, have the Rockies down at the bottom. Up next, I do have the Diamondbacks, and third, I'm going to have the Giants. And then in second is the Dodgers, as we, I think we're all kind of going to mention. Bit of a down year. You know, you hate to see it for them. Reach out to your Dodgers fans. Uh, but they're going to have a 96-win season. Uh, don't see them breaking triple digits again. And then up there in first, I have the Padres kind of running away with it a little bit, going to 103 wins. So that is my prediction for this division
0: hey if you reach out to your dodgers fans make sure you also reach out to your cowboys fans uh your los angeles laker fans yeah, uh, yeah.
2: You know, it's a tough time <laughs> it is yeah um
0: yeah go ahead freed
2: so yeah i'm with you rockies in last place in this division i got them sitting right where they were last year with 68 wins Uh, The Diamondbacks actually have leaping up to third and the the Giants moving down to fourth place. So the Giants, I've got at 77 wins. I've got the Diamondbacks uh, right at 80 wins. So just one game below 500. Uh, The the lowly Dodgers with their poor 95 wins, woe is me. And the San Diego Padres with
0: 102 wins. Yes, I Slight step back at 65 wins. I saw the D-backs in fourth uh, come in at 75 wins. The Giants uh, coming in third, right? with 79 wins. Then, yep, I agree. The Dodgers in second place. I've got them actually at 94 wins. And then the Rays also at 102 wins, like you said, Freed. Uh, so, yeah, we all have, have the Padres winning this division. Dodgers coming in second Small shakeup with third and fourth. Um, but overall I think we we agree. Uh rookie of the year for this division. Austin, who would you pick? It's Corbin group?
2: Carroll. It yeah. just is. Yeah, it absolutely.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. We all agree there. MVP, more interesting discussion. What would you guys think? I'm gonna stick with my guy from the Dodgers.
1: even though they're going to have a a down year, it's going to be a bad year to be a Dodgers fan. It's Freddie Freeman. Uh, He's just one of the best players in the game right now. And if he's anything like he was last year, I think he can easily be the MVP of this division. Yeah. There's six different names you could choose here and they're all from, you know, just two,
2: two of the teams. Uh, I'm going to go with my Padres pick, Manny Machado. I think he's,
0: I got him slightly take beating bets, but who really cares? I have Juan Soto. I think he's going to remind everybody that he is one of the top three players in baseball, and I think he is going to return to elite form, uh, 2020 shortened season form, Juan Hmm. Soto. Second half of 2021 season, maybe even. And uh, to wrap it up, Cy Young for the division. Personally, I am going to get with Blake Snell. I think there's a few good options here, but uh, he's going to be my pick. I'm, I'm going to go with a bit of a dark horse. He's my
1: guy that I'm going to be riding all season, but I really love Logan Webb. This is the year that he steps it up. Like we said, only 26. And this is going to be the year that he becomes a, a true perennial for a couple years. So I'm going to go with him. Um, I've got the diamondbacks taking a big
2: step up this year, you know, beating the the giants in the division. And it's a lot of it due to, uh, their guys, Zach Gallen. Uh, I, I think he's going to prove himself to be, uh, you know, one of the best pitchers in baseball. I think he'll get some really way up high, uh, Cy Young votes for the not entire national league. Maybe even a couple, uh, first place votes. Um, so I'm expecting big things from him. He's my Cy
0: Young pick look at us all being different i love it yep uh but yeah so that puts an end to our mlb preseason uh division by division breakdown we are actually recording this on wednesday the 29th so opening day tomorrow baby yeah when this comes out happy opening day yep happy opening happy day opening day try not Definitely. to like
2: skip out on too much work but definitely yeah. skip a little bit of work to watch baseball.
0: I'm working from home tomorrow, so MLB Network will be on the TV uh, <laughs> flipping through the games. I, I considered I requesting
2: working from home tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, i told I blocked off my schedule starting at 2 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. I told people I had a bunch of meetings going on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my phone will be up and the Red Sox will be on starting at 2 o'clock.
0: Yep, so uh, good luck to all your teams out there. Hoping for a uh exciting twenty twenty-three season. Again, want to uh extend a hand to any Dodgers fans, reach out if you need mm-hmm. us. Yes. Uh we will we will be here for you and uh cry with you as your team slowly creeps their way to the ninety plus win mark. Um but yeah, that wraps it up for us guys. Uh thank you for listening. Check out Phantom Sports and all of our partners. You guys got anything left to say before we sign off? Let's go Red Sox. (laughs) Uh, Thanks,
2: everybody. Have a good one. Peace. Take care.